Show me the money. That's right. Today on Movies or Life, we're going behind the scenes of the sports agent world to talk about the number five film on the 50 best rom-coms list and one of my personal favorite movies, Jerry Maguire. I'm super excited to welcome in first-time guest and the ambassador of Quan, Nikki Wilson, who I probably haven't talked to in person since, is it fair to say college? <laughs> yeah, in person, yeah. 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 How are you doing? <laughs> I mean, the same old, same, same as college, Nathan, same as college. Great. Great. Yeah. Well, I mean, we both look the same too. We look the exact same. Same energy, all yes. that good stuff. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, I was in a social service fraternity at Baylor University, Kappa Omega Tau, and Nikki was the fraternity sweetheart when I went through pledgeship as a sophomore. Mm -hmm. And so, <laughs> It's funny to think back at that time, and it's probably fair to say that you saw me at some of my lowest points and highest points as a sophomore in college, <laughs> wouldn't you say? Yeah, that was my job. I don't know for your listeners, it was kind of like I was the mom or older sister, probably was better. Yeah, yeah. Better way to say, for me, for some girls, I think they were the mom. I was like the fun older sister. And it was like my job to take care of them, make sure they were eating, sleeping, some um, <laughs> emotionally healthy. It was, it was so fun though. But like Nathan and I hit it off because we both liked music and movies. Yeah. Yeah, like exactly. A lot, like in a weird way, not in a normal, like, <laughs> oh, we're watching, like, I don't know, even like big blockbusters that were out then in the late nineties, early two thousands. But it was like, no, we were watching the weird, obscure stuff. Yeah back then yeah exactly <laughs> so um before we jump into our discussion about this movie i just wanted to give you a chance to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and your business and what you do yeah so in career wise i used to be a social worker hated that um and so when i started having kids um i decided to like capitalize on my love for fitness and health and it's been like a long journey. It's a long story, but um, I'm now doing um, like online membership awesome. uh, where it's like fitness and fat loss and just, you know, getting healthy around your body, having good body confidence and confidence around food. And uh, so I do that and it's, it's really a joy. It's really fun. It's been like a wild journey, but um, I love that. I love it. I love it. I'm very comfortable in that, but um yeah, that's what I do. We'll put uh, we'll put it in the show notes and also our website, so you can easily uh, link to all of Nikki's uh, great stuff. So uh, you 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 inspire me to be at least okay. I haven't worked out today. I need to go work out today. <laughs> so. like, I don't, my motto is like something is something. Like right. be sustainable. Don't be weird. Don't have like an unhealthy relationship with like food and exercise. Just like. Get, get yourself right, but don't, don't be obsessive about it. So. Right. Exactly. In a nutshell. In a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, let's grab our goldfish and our memo. I yes. mean, uh, mission statement and discuss the 1995 hit Jerry Maguire. I want everybody to see you for what you are. The best kept secret in the NFL. You are the man. You ready? Yep. Let's go. Let's walk. My name is Jerry Maguire. I'm a sports agent. You could say I'm at the top of my game. But something just isn't right. Jerry Maguire! What can I do for you, Rod? Show me the money. You know what I'm saying, Show me the money! Money! 
Jerry Maguire is a 1996 American romantic sports comedy drama film <laughs> directed, written, and co-produced by Cameron Crowe and starring Tom Cruise in the title role with Cuba Gooding Jr. and Renee Zellweger. The film also stars Kelly Preston, Jerry O'Connell, Jay Moore, Bonnie Hunt, and Regina King. Co-produced by Jamel Brooks, it was released in theaters on December 13, 1996, and received positive reviews from critics who praised its performances and screenplay. It was also a financial success, grossing more than $273 million worldwide against its $50 million budget. It was the ninth highest grossing film of 1996 and was nominated for five Academy Awards, including Best Picture and Best Actor for Tom Cruise, with Cuban Gooding Jr. winning Best Supporting Actor. It also received nominations for three Golden Globes, with Cruise winning for Best Actor and three Screen Actor Guild Awards, with Gooding winning Best Supporting Actor. Okay, so Nikki, when I reached out to you about this list, why did you choose Jerry Maguire? Oh, I mean, Jerry Maguire is like, defines the latter part of my high school life. And I don't know why, because it's so funny. And, and I guess we'll probably get into this, but like re-watching it, I'm like, how does this even resonate with a high school girl? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, when I rewatch it, it hits so different as an adult. But just something about the energy of this movie and like, I, I just, the storytelling of it and like the storylines and how they intertwine, it's just one of the most, like, I can't not watch Jerry Maguire when it's yeah. on whatever comes on TNT or whatever. Like, I don't even flip through channels anymore, but like, if it's on, I'm watching Jerry Maguire, like yeah. at any point. I'm in. Um, just a magical movie. Like yeah. every scene is just a banger to me. Like yeah. I'm sure we'll talk about like favorite scenes. I like I'm very stressed out about it because <laughs> I just it is just such a well written screenplay. Yeah, it is. And I, I, it's crazy to me though that in high school I was like, this is it. This is like the ultimate movie for me. Well, uh, part of that, well, before I go back to that, like how long do you think it's been since you've seen it last? I mean, I've, I've watched Jerry Maguire. I rewatched it probably a couple of months ago. Oh, okay. It's um, one that we put on, like we put on, mm -hmm. yeah. if we're like, we, Brent, my husband and I are very into movies and TV and like, you know, you can get a little overwhelmed these days with just like so many options. So right. it's a lot of times are just like, we need to numb out. To something and we put on jerry Maguire, like legit put it on that is yeah. what we <laughs> well um you're also uh it's fair to say a sports family i and that had to be kind of the appeal to this and i was thinking back you know to me this was i'm sure there's some things that existed i mean there's there was of course always sports movies like bull durham and that stuff but this mm -hmm. like behind the scenes look of the sports industry i mean i feel like it's one of the first to do that um because um, now, you know, there's podcast. I mean, you could, you know, even the social media, I mean, we, we probably get way too much <laughs> behind the scenes look. And I think that was part of the pill. I mean, obviously the things with the screenplay, the story and that sort of thing. But I think as a teenager, uh, you know, watching this movie, that's what appealed to me. Uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. And that's, and that's what I'm like, and I can see like the appeal when I look at like boys, like high school boys, it's like, you know, NFL, um, all like meeting up of all the athletes at the, you know, conventions and yeah. like all that, those scenes, like 
I don't understand still though why it was like so exciting to me. I I, I love sports, but it, just something about it, I don't know. But yeah, like the sports aspect of it is like pretty fascinating. Yeah, I, uh, we were talking earlier and <laughs> I was saying we uh, kind of, uh, we watched this, let Hallie watch this with us and I was kind of leaning over going, Drew Bledsoe, okay, he was blah, 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 blah. Or I was telling her like, no, a lot of these act, you know, these athletes yes. were like yes. actual real people. So, yes. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, the story for this movie was reportedly based on a real life Orange County agent, uh, Lee Steinberg, who is actually mm -hmm. a cameo in the movie at the end. He was actually Troy Aikman's agent uh, there yes. at the end and stuff like yes. that. Um, yes. And so I, I think, um, I think this movie is interesting because uh, this is kind of a question for you, but <laughs> watching it maybe through adult eyes this time, um, I was like, do I really feel sorry for Jerry Maguire? Do, do you ever <laughs> struggle with that at all? Yes. Oh my gosh. You, yes, totally. I'm like looking at it through an adult. I'm like, Jerry, <laughs> Jerry was a little, I don't know. Like, Douchey. I yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i yeah. mean i mean i i think uh he definitely this character even though um it's hard to say like i know someone who knows who looks exactly like tom cruise but i i think we can all uh, we all know somebody uh kind of kind of like this like just uber charismatic can light up a room but then when it comes to the real life issues uh struggles with such things yes yes it's like um yeah. What did, what do they say in his bachelor party? He can't be. Yeah. He's, uh, I don't know if they exactly say it, but he, you know, he's great at friendship, bad, bad, at, bad with intimacy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so I don't think I like understood the full element of that piece of it until watching it like as an adult several times, you know, just like, Oh yeah. We know people like that who are like incapable of like vulnerability and intimacy. Right. Um, as an adult male, you know what I mean? Like, so it is interesting watching it from that perspective. Yeah. And he's always on, he's always on, he's always <laughs> performing, you know? Right. Yes. And I, I think what Cameron Crowe, uh, the director and writer of this movie, and we just recently talked about uh, his movie, Say Anything that was on this list. And um, although these two films are very different, I think what he is amazing at is making people human. And I, I know that seems <laughs> kind of like, well, yeah, of course. But I, I think that's sometimes what divides a great movie and a good movie is like when you see it and you can actually, even though, I mean, Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise, like, you know, it, even to this day, like all the Mission Impossible movies, you know, this person is not like a real life person. But yeah. in this movie I'm watching and I, I feel like I know this person and that this person would actually exist and not just with his character, but all the people involved in this, he, he writes characters in such a human level that we just, it's so easy to connect, not just with the main characters, but everybody else that's around, around else. them. Yeah. 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 And he does do a good job of that. And, and maybe that's like why the movie is so appealing and like it felt very ahead of its time a little bit. Like there weren't a lot of movies that came out, in the nineties where it wasn't like the action star. I mean, that's typical Tom Cruise, you know, but it was mm -hmm. like, it painted a picture of like more layers to people than just like being beautiful and being a sport, uh, like wacky sports agent, like hyperactive guy. And you know, like it does, he does write characters 
on many levels. Uh, and you see that in a lot of his movies, but um, maybe that was just like one of the first experiences I had had with like the main characters in film. And that's why it was like so drawing. It's yeah. such a drawing movie in that way. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think this is probably, uh, I mean, I think Tom Cruise is a really, really good actor, but this is goes beyond the Top Gun um, type of character. You know, like uh, it just, it, I really think he does a good job, especially uh, post after him and Dorothy get together and you see him shutting off. And I actually think that's a really, that has to be a hard to, thing to do as an actor. You can see the distance uh, between them. And I think he does a really good job at that. So, but um, I don't know what is, I, I, I know people always say that, but like, especially in our team, you know, isn't it like the real trouble guy? That's what people are drawn to. <laughs> so yeah. maybe, maybe that's why it's like, oh, he's, he's such a nice guy, but I know something's in there. If, if I, only I can unlock what's going on. Well, in that's it, Dorothy's right? like toxic trait, right? Right. And yes. her sister knew it. Like, she's like, like, nope, don't do it. Don't do it. And she just couldn't help herself. Yeah. It's like the wounded man who doesn't know is wounded, but I do. <laughs> and right. I'm going to help him, but he resists the help, you know? So it's mm -hmm. just like classic, like, don't do it. Don't go to that guy. It's like a, you know, a hot plate. Yeah. Right? She couldn't help herself. So it's like Dorothy's toxic trait is. Yeah. So do you think the jump, I have to ask you uh, from uh, Dorothy's perspective, um, her, her jump to I'm in love with this man. Did you kind of almost like, like, wow, that was, that, that was quick. Or do you think that it was a fair feeling for uh, Dorothy to have so quick? I mean, I think watching it now, it's like Dorothy was lonely. Yeah, there's like she's young too. That's what kills me about these movies. I'm like, those people were young and they look pretty old. Um, like probably when I was watching it in high school, I thought they were like in their 40s, but like she was young and a single mom at like and just it just the charisma just it's kind of like um that the bachelor. <laughs> yeah. I'm in love with you. Like you're the only thing right in front of me, and you're really good looking, and you're super charismatic. I'm in love with you. Like, yes, I'm gonna marry you. Right. So right. it's far fetched for sure. Yeah. But like I do get it for her, like her, you know, situation in life. I think it was just like, wow. Yeah. It's really happening right now. And yeah. I'm with them all the time. We're working together now. Like, yeah. Um, well, uh, I was starting to think about this concept you know, a little bit more. And I really like the, the aspect of the mission statement that he writes in the beginning of this movie. I mean, it starts off uh, and I, I was doing some research and it didn't surprise me that Cameron Crowe apparently wrote out this whole 27 page mission statement. I think that would be super interesting to actually read <laughs> to okay. see, see what it says in there. Okay. But I, I really like it because um, are you familiar with the term MacGuffin when it comes to movies? No. No. Okay, so basically, if something's referred to MacGuffin, it's an object or a device in a movie or book that serves merely as a trigger for the plot. Okay. Uh, and so, okay. anyway, I think this perfectly uh, stands in this place because we we never get the full statement, but it, it launches all this stuff. And I do think that she, you know, 
everybody talks about how great it is, but she sees something in this mission statement and especially connecting to Jerry Maguire as a person that other people aren't able to see. Yeah. Uh, and so I, to me, I, I kind of, when I was analyzing this, I'm like, man, love, I think she, she, mm -hmm. she feels the passion behind the words and always has. And that's why he also connects to her because she's, you know, she sees this in him and I don't want to jump too far ahead, but like, at the end of the scene when he comes in and he's declaring his love for her or whatever, I think even at one point, uh, you know, it's part of before she cuts him off and says the famous line, you know, you had me at hello. Um, he seems to start quoting, I think what was in the memo, in the memo. Yeah. He, he, he says, we live in a cynical world, you know, and he goes into that and she, and she cuts him off. I think mm -hmm. almost in a sense, like, no, I know, like, you don't have to sell me anymore. Just like how he was constantly trying to sell yeah. himself. Yeah. And so um, I, I, I like that. I, I might be reading too much into it, but no, I, 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 think I, don't. You're, I think you're exactly right. And it's kind of like one of those things, like because Jerry's so resistant to vulnerability and like intimacy, but like he had that one vulnerable moment in the beginning of the movie, writing the mission statement, right? Like it was like, even immediately after it was over, he was like regretful of yeah. putting the the thing in the boxes. You know what I mean? So you could see that is like tender to him and then he immediately regrets it. But I think you're right. Like Dorothy like saw that in him and like held on to that the whole time. Like, like the bad boy, you're like, but I know the good is in there. Right. I know it's in there. And then, you know, at the end comes full circle. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. I think you're absolutely, absolutely right <laughs> yeah. about that. Uh, I, well, just let's talk a little bit about some of the performances here. We kind of hit on Tom Cruise a little bit, but, um, I mean, I, I listed earlier the, the amount of, uh, actors that are in this movie, but, uh, do, do you, what other performances stand out to you? I mean, Cuba Gooding, like for me, and we'll talk about this later because I know it's a rom-com, but for me, the chemistry lies with Cuba Gooding yeah. Jr. and Tom Cruise. Yeah. Like to me, they are the, it's not the love story. I know that, but like, that is the glue that holds this movie together. Yeah. I would argue like, I don't know, Renee Zellweger could be replaced by, I just, she's not like that. She doesn't really do it that much for me. Like I right. think she's adorable. She's precious. Great. Um, but I think you could replace her with any actress. I mean, don't, yeah. don't hate me for that, for the Renee Zellweger fans out there. But like, to <laughs> me, the glue is really Cuba and Tom. Well, yeah. And I, we, we were talking about vulnerability. And I think, I mean, that's what uh, Jerry Maguire is learning about that, not just in this uh, relationship with Dorothy, but just with other people, with his clients and stuff like that. And how, you know, vulnerability is something and trust, you know, takes time. And, you know, that's why he learns uh, magnificently <laughs> between these two characters. I yeah, mean, I, I love every scene that they're in together. Like, yeah, every scene. Yeah, and it's really funny how I mean, once again, we're in, in the sports. I'm a big sports fan, but uh, especially um, with college athletics and the NIL. But then, just in general, you know, player empowerment. And I feel like people have, uh, and I think rightfully so, have uh, spoken up more for the athlete and that you know. Uh, the athlete getting what they deserve and that type of thing. And this, but this was kind of the first time, I think almost in a way making these athletes 
uh, you know, Rod Tidwell uh, people themselves. We see him with his family, you know, we see, you know, even though he's making a lot of money, you know, they very much set up of like, you know, how many people he has to take care of through this job and how much is on the line if he gets Absolutely. injured. And, and just I, like, and just like how much sports players, college, NFL, NBA, like you're such a commodity and like that can go away at any yes. moment, you know? Yep. And so like, I always like watching it now, like you're like, wow, like that's, that's real stuff. And mm -hmm. you really feel for Rod Tidwell because you're like, man, like, yeah, you're just a commodity to anybody else. You're nothing else but that you're a paycheck to somebody else too. And so I just love that pairing of Jerry's mm -hmm. life depends on it, but like Rod's life depends on Jerry yeah. and like neither one are really sinking. Right. Um, so that, that's a really beautiful part of the sports part of the story too yeah. you know it's like the symbiotic relationship they have to have but they're neither one really like one's not thriving professionally mm. or personally and the other is like has this great life but professionally it's kind of tanking yeah right so yeah uh we hit it on a little bit just like how great the characters are here and i think regina king she's like recently has gotten a lot you know i feel like the recognition she's always should have received as a great actress even though she's not in this movie a whole lot um her as rod's wife uh, marcy i i think she's amazing in this movie Me as too. well oh Me i mean she, and she adds so much to it and uh kind of going back we were talking about the sports aspect uh kind of uh, going jumping to the end where he's getting hit and we don't know uh, how well he is. I credit this movie to like, I probably always had this thought um, as far as like injuries go and when you're watching it on TV, yeah. but like when he gets injured and they show, you know, uh, marcy with all her family in the living room and the tv cuts to commercial mm -hmm. and the angst that they feel in that moment like to this day if i'm watching a sporting event and somebody gets hurt that's all i can think about yes, are the, are like, the, are the family on? all the families like yes. uh, oh my gosh so i, I don't the know he's popping off and marcy's like swinging at him like it's yeah. just like yes you're like that that's real it feels so real i i'm right there with you yes like that i think about jerry mavar too when they cut things on the field now this is already kind of a longer film i would say uh <laughs> certainly for the rom-com genre but i did kind of almost feel like if i could be a little nitpicky that uh especially dorothy and jerry's relationship early on um i think we kind of i felt like there were some gaps that we didn't necessarily see do, do you do you feel that at all yeah i do it's interesting like like i said I, the Dorothy Tom or Renee Zellweger Tom chemistry, I could have used a few less scenes even. I don't know. Like it's not the integral part of the film to me, which is okay. interesting as a rom-com. <laughs> what do you think? Like, would you cut scenes or? I'll Actually, this is one that, and Whitney always gives me a hard time because I'm always like, how long is this movie? Or how, you know, this is actually a movie I kind of wish we could spend more uh, time with. I just, I was more so kind of almost wanting more. It, like, I, I felt like it needed like one good montage to maybe kind of uh, see uh, how this relationship was going, growing, not just between him and Dorothy, but also Ray and the family. Uh, and so anyway, there's just some kind of time jumps where it's like, oh, okay, we're, we're here now. 
Yeah. Uh, and so, and I would actually honestly say that someone who is not a big sports person, like they may not know the timeline of what an off season is yeah. to when the actual season is. So yeah. like when he's, when he's early on in Arizona, that could be, you know, June or July, uh, like watching them practice and stuff. And then yeah. jumping to that Monday night football game, it's probably not even it probably like mid to late December or something like that. Um, so even though they don't uh, really show lots of Christmas decorations and that sort of thing. So um, yeah. anyway, uh, so I just felt like maybe a, a little bit more guidance. is just kind of like, oh my God, especially uh, the wedding and everything, you know, uh, the proposal yes. it, it, it's kind of, yeah, as an audience, you're kind of like, oh, we're at oh, this wow, point. They're getting married. Yeah. It's like, okay, you're not moving. You're married now. Yeah. You're Probably. gone all the time probably one of the rare rom-coms that there actually is like a wedding like early on in the process and uh i mean that's actually kind of what i like about this movie it, it seems to be almost like more realistic take on you know what a relationship you know would be you know especially as i can't remember does she say that um ray's father did he just he just died he died yeah he died but he died. you know but she she's been through a marriage before you know or yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if they've said marriage, but anyway, just the fact that the ceremony is like smaller in scope, you know, it's, it's a marriage kind of, of convenience too, which yeah. is just like, and they say that later. She's like, you know, this is basically like this was convenient for both of us. So <laughs> right. I guess I mean it was a pretty good job of, you know, of accomplishing that. Just like, well, I don't want you to move. Okay. Well, I guess we'll get married then. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would have to say probably already this movie has to be one of the most quotable movies on the list. Uh, I, I had the fail attempt at the beginning of the thing of <laughs> shouting out, show me the money. But I mean, you complete me. Yes. Help, help me. Hello. Help me help you. Yeah. You know, I, I, I jokingly, I did. I wasn't even trying to. Like I wasn't even trying to be funny with Hallie the other day, but like Hallie, sometimes she, uh, um, she's 12, but not in a bad way, but sometimes like she just shuts off and you can tell she's just not saying what she needs to say. And I actually found myself saying, help me help you. Yes. And I was just, I mentally, I was going oh, like, God. mentally, I was like, are you seriously like quoting a movie through your like, uh, <laughs> parental? That's a great line. <laughs> yeah. That's camera crow though. Like all, all, you know, it's just like, yes, that is a banger line. Like you can use that in everyday life. Help me, yeah. help you. Help me, Rod. Help me. Help you. Help me. Help you. Help me. Help you. You are hanging on by a very thin thread. <laughs> and I dig that about you. I read, and this makes sense. He he was actually kind of hoping that the Quan would become a more popular catchphrase than some of the other things. And I, I kind of laughed because I was like, often a lot of the things that catch on are not the things that you would yeah, expe yeah. expect. But that made me laugh because I was like, yeah, they really do shove this Quan thing like down our throats. They kind of do. You're <laughs> yeah. right. And we're like, no, we're not accepting. We're not accepting of that. No. Yeah. Um, what, were there any other quotes that uh, stood I mean, out to you? I, the whole movie is like so quotable. Yeah. Like, I climbed the top Bell Capitan in however many hours I can make this work. Like, this <laughs> hilarious. Oh, even like that whole love scene. Where she's just like, 
<laughs> like Jordan Levi's for me. You know, you're just like, oh my gosh, this is just the whole movie is just laced yes. with great lines. So I, I'm gonna jump off to a little story, but I'm sure what, what what I've always said. So since you uh, mentioned the uh, the earlier scene with Kelly Preston or whatever. Um, and the awkwardness of that scene. Uh, and just so people know, when we watched this with Hallie, we skipped over that scene. She she did not see that scene. But um, so I, I grew up in a household and my parents were very uh, conservative with the movies we watched. So I did not watch many R-rated films, whatever. Right. So I can't remember. So 95, um, I mean, I was definitely a teenager for whatever reason, maybe the sports aspect because it started getting the like best picture, um, you know, recognition and all that kind of stuff. But we, I remember this was one of the few first R-rated movies I went with my parents oh, gosh. to. And I, this scene, like, it's still like, I just remember, I mean, I mean, it's- Thinking it's all, down into the- Yes, into the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, anyway, I, and I just remember thinking like, well, this is the last time this is happening, you know? <laughs> so, like my one chance, blown. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, another line probably that like people say that they probably would never guess that people would quote so much. Jared, you know the human head weighs eight pounds? Oh, yeah. And like, then my dad died and my mom took me to the zoo. <laughs> the the, the effing zoo's closed right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I don't I think... I gotta go to bed. I hear my mom. Yeah. I gotta go to bed. The reason Jerry married Dorothy was kind of because of Ray. Yeah. It was like he just loved that little kid so much and didn't want to let him down, you know? Uh, yeah. That was like an, an interesting element to well, the yeah. adult theme of like, yeah, like I have this responsibility towards your kids, not necessarily like a loving, committed relationship with you, but like, um, yeah. I can't separate the two. So it makes it a little like, like a complicated adult relationship. It, it's easy for him as Jerry Maguire, the character. I mean, raise a buddy. Like he can connect, you know, when uh, they're starting to have that serious conversation and he jumps in, it's easy for him. Oh yeah, come join us. Watch, you know, yeah, watch this with us. And oh yeah, we can go to the zoo. Like, you know, yeah. Ray, Ray is very much a, just a uh, comfort zone for Jerry Maguire. Cause oh, yeah. he, he can be the parent, but not going to the, you know, the, yeah. deep, the deep Well, stuff. you see it like in the scene where he pulls him to his lap and you see Dorothy like, oh, okay. Like, like this isn't really about me. Mm -hmm. at all this is about you and ray yeah I exactly. see, like you, you see that and you get that sinking feeling like yeah like it was never really about you as much as you had mm -hmm. hoped it was right um, one of just the greatest kid characters yeah just solid casting so absolutely adorable like nailed it just nailed like whatever they were trying to do yes. um it worked it was like it's one of my favorite kid characters of all time yes i don't know that there's a better one than <laughs> i yeah i i don't think so you kind of touched on it of like it's really hard to come up with a favorite scene because i'm like you like i feel like so many are so good but do, do you have a, a couple oh that stand up to you that, that stresses me out because i love it like first can i can i mention bob sugar too oh like, yeah of course the movie would be nothing without bob sugar in it and like his scenes, the Bob Sugar character, I love. And every time I see the movie, like the more I see it, the more I'm like, that's 
that's a real winner. Just like, can you think of, can you get past yourself for a second? Jeez, like the firing scene, the whole, the energy. And I don't think this is my favorite scene, but the energy in the panic calls when he gets fired and they're all yeah. rushing around and like calling all the sports kids and like yes. that scene. And it eventually, you know, ends with Cuba Gooding, but like that yes. whole scene yes. is just so good. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, just in the editing style, I think also how they use uh, the office phone and you just slowly <laughs> see just, the, you feel it. Like, and if anybody, has ever had like a regular telephone. I don't know how old your listeners are, but like that feeling of like, I'm going to lose them on the line. Like someone's yeah. on the other line. I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it. Oh, there he is. You know, like yeah. you're just engulfed in emotion and that, and like panic in that moment and that scene. Uh, that's such a good scene. And like Bob Sugar just being like, mm, like crunching on a sandwich. Yeah. And he's, I mean, he's the stand in for, what what Jerry Maguire is before we have gotten to know him. I mean, Jerry Maguire was j just that, you know, that ruthless. He, Jay Moore's uh, cast perfectly in the role. And uh, so did you, did you see the movie air? Did you happen to see that? I did. I did. Did you, did you recognize Jay Moore in that movie? Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I love Jay Moore. I I've seen him do stand up before. Oh, okay. It was a, it was a very weird performance. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's a I'm, weird guy. He's a he he yeah. It was a weird performance stand up wise, but like just yeah, it, no it's, better role for him. Yeah, than not like just I love the Bob Sugar character. Yeah, even though he's very very small role in Air, it's funny to see him as like an agent. I mean. Uh, not that those two movies are exactly. But it's this. like, yeah, you get it. You get Jay Moore as an agent, like just kind of slimy, yeah, kind of snarky, just like whatever, dude. You know, um, I don't. My favorite scene, come on, Nathan. This is so hard. Um, I really love the whole scene of Jerry trying to get. Oh, I just lost the name of the character. Um, the football player. Oh, Kush. Kush, Kush, Kush slash, slash, Kush slash, Kush slash, When he goes and it's like the whole, like we got him, we got him. And then it's like the mm -hmm. cloaked in failure. And he and Cooper getting her in the plane. Yes. And they're having, he's like, well, we won on this. And he's like, just so sad and like downtrodden. And Cooper getting like, come on. And like trying to get him hyped up. Like, I don't care. That's one of my favorite that's one of my favorite scenes just because I think it's so funny. Oh, yeah. Because uh, Jerry's like literally like melting into oblivion and <laughs> Rod Tittle's like, and you're going to give me the deals. We're one on this. I'm all you got, you know. <laughs> um, I love that one. And I also love the bathroom scene with Rod where yes, it's yeah. help me help you. Yeah. Yeah. I am hanging on by a very thin thread. <laughs> you are hanging on my very thin thread. Um, yeah. I love that scene too. Yeah. Uh, and I also, I mean, we talked about a little bit, but the, just the whole last, uh, the last football game and their moment, you know, his moment in the end zone. I mean, it's, it's so corny, but it just, it just works. Um, and, but even more so when he steps out to all the press, you know, and they hound him. And I love the Rod Tidwell character because it's the thing that he's been wanting forever. 
Yeah. But what's the first thing he does? He wants to talk to his wife and kids. Yeah. And it's funny. And it's this, this thing he's striving for, but it all goes back to the moments, you know, yeah. it's, it, that's what makes life. It's not the things that happen to you. It's the people you can share it with. Yes. And uh, that whole scene and the way him and Jerry connect, like, I mean, I'm not afraid to say I tear up during that scene. Oh. Like, uh, yeah. yeah if you don't, what, what is, yeah. Something's wrong with you. If you don't watch that scene and get emotional. Yeah. And then uh, the, of course, the end living, we'll talk about it a little bit more. The divorce women's group. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But, uh, yeah. But juxtaposition of when McGuire comes in that night drunk and everything that happens there. And then, but also the end scene where he interrupts it, the, this meeting and uh, all the famous lines that come through it. I mean, it's just, it, it, it's amazing. It's just it's such a great scene. It is. <laughs> I love you. You. And I just had shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. And just like the way it's written that it's like the funny, like it's a divorced women's group and they're like, oh man, da, da, da. and you know, Dorothy's like, well, I still love, I still love the enemy, you know? And yes. And yeah. he busts in. It's just like such a random, but like magical. Cameron Crowe kind of scene, just like what is happening? Like it's a divorced women's group. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I just I, I I like the fact that it uh, gives um, an audience to this <laughs> to this display of, of emotions and feelings. Yes. You know, so it's yeah, so good. And it it yeah, you I know. Like it, I it, want it to be like the last scene, but God, there's just so many leading up to it. It's yeah, hard. It, it's hard for me. It's almost as if Cameron Crowe is like, okay, if you're cynical about this, I'm setting this scene in a room full of the most cynical people that you yep. can think of. Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. Like there's nothing more cynical than this. And, here. and like Dorothy's been burned. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like she's been burned um, and has every reason to like sit in the chair with him and be cynical with him. But she's not. She's like, no, still like, Holding out hope for this movie musings. What's your favorite sport or team? Oh, my favorite sport uh, is basketball. Great, yeah. And I love NCAA basketball. Like if if it's college basketball, I'm totally in. Totally in. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, I, I know you probably. I'm surprised you wanted to do this with me, knowing that I work at OU. But our girls have you know love. OU basketball and we we don't go to every game but both men and women's game they're just all about it yep. even Good. the stadium Good. the stadium here is uh Lloyd Noble Center and Hallie she tells me on the regular it's it's her favorite place yeah <laughs> my kids. they're like the Ferrell Center like we just they just roam around like it's totally mm -hmm. fine and safe and there aren't thousands and thousands of people in it they've just gone so many times you know yeah um, yeah. But yeah we're college basketball is like my heart yeah. I love basketball. Yeah. Um, the second question for you is it, this movie touches a lot about it as far as um, just loneliness. And, you know, Jerry McGuire is a character who, you know, it, I like how they always paint him. Like anytime he gets alone with his thoughts or feelings, he like runs off to find somebody, you know. So are you someone that can be alone? Probably not, honestly. Like I, I resonate a lot with Jerry. It's like the vulnerability piece. That's hard for me. It's hard mm -hmm. for me. And I'm, you know, I'm extroverted. Yeah. 
Um, I'm probably a little better at it than Jerry, but I don't like to be alone. No, I don't like to be alone. I don't yeah. like it. <laughs> you like it? Um, you know, uh, yes and no. I don't mind. Uh, I, I feel like I fall in between introvert, extrovert. I, I really like social settings, but if if there's moments where I am by myself, like running errands, that sort of thing, like I can totally be with myself and my thoughts. But at the time of this recording, all my girls are gone. Whitney and Hallie on her trip. Hayden's at overnight camp. Uh, this week's been weird. It's been strange, but wait, and and maybe it's not the alone part, but I, the, the, like not sitting with hard feelings and like moving on to the next thing, like, okay, well that's not working. Then I'm going to do this. Like that is so me. Yeah. Uh, I, I very much, I very much, even in my times of when I am by myself, I probably don't sit in my thoughts i'm you know i'm finding something to do i'm watching something yeah. you know yeah. those I'm sort of things podcast i'm like filling my yeah. mind with information but i i'm not good at like oh something sad or hard just happened let me like mm -hmm. feel it yeah that. so yeah. i get i get where jerry's coming from yeah right. we're just we're just opening up here on this podcast yeah, you know are. just, we're just we are being vulnerable <laughs> <laughs> Well, not being as serious, um, I actually didn't, hadn't touched on it yet, but one of my favorite scenes, and probably a lot of people do now when they're in the car, is uh, just the moment where <laughs> Jerry's on this high and he hops on his car and he wants to find the perfect song uh, to sing in the car. So uh, what's your favorite song to like just pump up in the car? Oh my God. And, yes. And, and I do still do that. Like I don't i'm my kids make fun of me because i'm not like a spotify playlist all the time like i'll just get in and do my random apple playlist and hit shuffle yeah that's probably indicative of my age but you know and i do that i'll like hit like what mood am i in this morning yeah, yeah. Hit, hit, no no you go through like 40 songs but anytime i need to like just um unleash the fury it's Beastie Boys. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Anything Beastie <laughs> If the Beastie Boy gets on the shuffle, boom. Like, I'm listening. Doesn't matter. Paul Revere, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You also know, indicative of my age. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but also, I'll, I'll say the, all these damn animated movies, they start... The Beastie Boys is becoming like the needle drop and these like we saw the Super Mario Brothers Beastie Boys songs in there and there was another one too and I was like we're desensitizing our kids to the the power of the Beastie Boys here <laughs> so I I have to, I teach my kids like Beastie Boys is held with like the utmost respect and reverence that yes. it and my son loves it like he's like oh yeah mom's 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 in her Beastie Boys. Vibe. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Um, but yeah, yeah. You're like, don't, don't toy around with. Yeah. Beastie Boys. Did you Did you watch that doc uh, on I the did. Beastie Boys? Yeah, I that did. awesome. It was really good. So. so good. And one of my saddest things is that I didn't get to see them. Mm, yeah. In concert. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, list that'll never happen. First category is the romantic chemistry between the leads. Uh, so you kind of hit it on a little bit. I'm, I'm feeling like you're not quite at a five with this one. I'm not. No, it, that's what's. So for me and Tom Cruise, I have this thing where I am just not buying most of his romantic endeavors in movies. 
Yes. I don't know what it is. It's like he's asexual, but not. <laughs> yeah. It's very hard to like pinpoint the way I feel, but it's not like I'm mad at him or like I don't go along with the movie. Does that make sense? It's like mm -hmm. it'll work, but I'm not like fully mm -hmm. like that's the the magic. Yeah, yeah. So does that make sense? So yeah. I, I would say honestly, there's a hot take. I I'm like maybe a two, which is so weird. Because no. it's a rom-com, right? <laughs> like, it's so bizarre. But, like, give me Rod and and his wife and even Rod and Jerry have more chemistry to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it's just the weird Tom Cruise thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. I I really struggled with this because uh, I I... I <laughs> It's stupid that I struggled with this so much because um, I, I do think it's there. I, I talked a little bit about the, you know, I think it's this mission statement. I think there's a lot unsaid that we uh, are, you don't see as far as like this vulnerability yeah. type of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I see the connection there. I almost like what I kept going back to is the final scene where they're in the park, just walking together and like seeing that snapshot, like I, like I see it there, you know, you see, and that doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Like when I see that, I'm like, they get divorced two years down the road. Yeah. No. But yeah. I will say the romantic scene where they, they cue Secret Garden yes. and yeah. they have the like funny, like it pops the strap off at the, uh -huh. like, I, I, I believe that. I believe yes. that scene. I believe like yeah. the sexual chemistry yeah. that they have there. Yeah. Um, I just don't, I didn't feel, Again, and maybe this is by design that it is like a convenient relationship, but like, is that bad? Is yeah. it bad yeah. to have like a relationship of convenience when you're a widow and you're a guy who's like on the move all the time and yeah, kind of have to prioritize work over family a lot? And is it bad to have a relationship of convenience that works on on some level? Yeah, I don't know, but like. Just, I don't, it's, it's weird, but yes. I'm giving it a tip. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think it's very <clears throat> fair. I, I ended up giving it a four because some of the things like you mentioned, as far as just their date and uh, the events that transpire after that. Um, I mean, th that chemistry, that connection is there. Um, but you can't discount that most of this movie, we're seeing how they aren't connected. <laughs> and so uh, that's what was kind of holding me back that end scene. I, I, it, it brought me back a little bit. I gave it four hearts just because okay. there's something there that keeps yeah. you invested in this, but sure. I, I totally, I totally hear you. I don't fault you for uh, your opinion. Yeah, to me, it's Tom Cruise. It's like, just that's the Tom Cruise, whatever it is. Yeah. I'm like every movie he's in with a romantic lead. I'm like, I just don't buy it. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so the second category, probably a little bit easier for us on this one, uh, but the best friend aspect, uh, what, what, what do you rank this category? Oh yeah. That, like 
Five, five yeah. all the way. Yeah. I mean, we we talked about how great uh, Rod Tidwell is, uh, the character in this movie. But I also want to hit on uh, Bonnie Hunt's character as Dorothy's sister, yes. Laurel. I think she's amazing as well. And kind of amazing. Yeah. And standing in as basically the surrogate uh, for the audience of like, especially like, like outside when they're that moving truck. And, it, you know, she's like, no, get, it, get, no, oh, get, it, oh. get in the car. <laughs> yeah, so. Don't do it. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I think both of them are terrific in this. And I, I don't think we need to go too much yeah, more. Into that. The, yeah. The, all the extra relationship centers. Yeah. But yeah. even, but even the way Rod uh, just holds Jerry accountable, like you didn't have to talk, did you? <laughs> you know? Like, like <laughs> it's just like, Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. so good. So yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, so what about the soundtrack for this movie? I love uh, the soundtrack. You? Yeah, I do too. Uh, I, I'm cutting you off a little bit, but I gave it five hearts. This is a soundtrack I actually own, but I mean, you have songs by The Who, you know, Bruce Springsteen, Paul McCartney. Um, I also think that the score, uh, was, the score was run by Cameron Crowe's then wife, Nancy Wilson, who's done music for uh, some of his That's other amazing. movies, like, uh, like uh, from Almost Famous. Uh, if people didn't know she was in the band Heart, but it just like, uh, uh, you know, just the fact that it's not like a orchestra score in this movie, but just this acoustic guitar. I just feel like the soundtrack, I mean, Cameron Crowe is known for his soundtracks and using music to, um, you know, support his story. But I think once again, he does it perfectly here. He carries every big scene over with like a choice song, like so well. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what, what what do you rank it? I, I can a see. Five, how, a okay, five. okay. I can see Cameron Crow. Oh, I'm like, it's a five. Yeah, I can see how maybe some. Be, I'm sure if I put the soundtrack on for Hallie, she'd be like, "What is this music?" But uh, I mean, even the way it ends with the Bob Dylan song, uh, I mean, it's just it just perfectly ends the movie Incredible. as well. Incredible yeah. soundtrack. Fourth five. category: uh, chasing declaration of love. What do, what do you give this? Declaration of love. I mean. It's great. <laughs> I mean, I mean, when people say like they think of chase scenes and rom coms, and they always reference the airport. I mean, we have just the quintessential scene of Tom Cruise one just running because there's been lots of funny memes about how how he runs in his movies. Hilarious. <laughs> he always has these scenes, but I mean, we literally have Tom Cruise running in the airport, yes. and then and then all the memorable lines we've talked about, like in this scene where he comes back and just, you know, I'm looking for my wife, you know, just uh, amazing. I, I gave it five hearts. I don't, do you still hold I it up? I that to, no, I, that's what's so weird. I know. You, I think I have to give it five, but like, again, the chemistry, I don't know, but like, it's a great declaration. I think we're on the same page with this one. As far as the rewatchability, what, what do you give it? Oh, the most rewatchable. Yes. <laughs> yes. The most. Oh, yeah. I, I give it 10 out of five hearts. So anyway, I, it had been a while since I've seen this movie and I, I was just happy to find that like, I probably even love it even more now watching it again, just kind of hitting on some things that probably didn't catch on with younger eyes. Um, uh, yeah. I, I think it's a, I think it's a terrific film. I mean, I, it, again, I think this is my most rewatchable film. Yeah, that I can think of. It is the movie I will watch, hands down. Any scene, I'm sitting mm -hmm. down, I'm watching it at least for thirty or forty minutes. Right, whatever I have time for, whatever I have time to give it. If I yes. see it, I'm watching. 
Yes. It, anything else you want to add to it? We, I've probably taken up too much of your time. Oh, no, <laughs> this is so fun to me. This is so fun to me. Um, I, I, I don't know, just one of the more brilliant, brilliantly written movies. I don't, I just, like, to me, they don't make movies like this anymore mm -hmm. or that I've seen. I don't know. Like, do you feel like there's well, just not a lot of, like, Jerry Maguire things of our time? Well, it, part of that, I think, is streamers. So I think a lot of these rom-coms, relationship type of movies just go straight to streaming. So it's harder for them to find, you know, larger audiences, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. I, I think that's part of it. But, yeah, I, I, I've always loved these uh, comedy dramas. Recommendations. Is there anything you like to you're recommending to people these days? Well, so we just finished Succession. Did oh, you watch Succession? I haven't finished it yet. Okay. Well, yeah. I won't give anything away, but I love that show. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. Like I was not, and I'm still not emotionally prepared that it's over. I mean, I think one of the beautiful things about like TV, I mean, you didn't ask me this, but just like right now, it's like TV to me is kind of the, the new movie. Yeah. TV and like miniseries. Yes. That are yeah. on, you know, like, um, I was, I felt so emotionally tied to succession. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully you, you didn't relate too much to the characters. <laughs> Not relating to the characters, but just like, just again, mm. if, if your listeners haven't watched it, you should, um, just like the whole way through, it just stayed true to what it was. I feel like, like yes. the first episode to the end, I've, I've already, before it was over, I started rewatching it. That's how much I love it. Like, and you should do that if you're really into it because it's just a masterpiece to me. So Succession, one of the better shows written of um, the past, I don't know, five yeah. years. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's an incredible show. And I, I got Whitney on board to watching them, and that's why I haven't finished it yet. So she we're finally kind of we've synced up, but we basically we only have three episodes to go. So even though I kind of know like where it's going, I, I although it'd been fun for this to keep going, I think this four season arc is like a perfect amount of seasons to tell this story. I think if it would have gone too much longer, uh it would have been pretty overkill with such unlikable uh, characters. It's just the same old thing. Like it's the same old arguments. Mm. Yeah. It's yeah. Reconciled. It's not, you know, so yeah. that back and forth swing of like these kids who actually don't know what they're doing, but have all the money in the world and the power lies. Yeah. I mean, just a brilliantly written show. So we just finished watching that. I watched love and death. Yeah. what do you think about that one? Um, I really liked it. Yeah. I thought it was really entertaining. Did you I, watch it? Oh, you haven't watched it yet. It's on our uh, on our list. Our in laws, uh, my in laws, watch a lot of a lot of things, and they watched it and recommended it. So yeah, we Definitely, need to check it like, out. If you're into murder mystery and like like Brent, my husband is like one of those people like can binge on like the Dateline, mm -hmm. whatever <laughs> CNBC, the Dateline reruns. I'm like, we all know the plot. We all know what's going to happen. Like it's not a shocker, but for some reason, it's so like intriguing. But um, 
that that is, it's a great story and they make it very compelling and um just the shift in writing of like it kind of starts like light comedy mm-hmm. and then it goes dark like the last like few episodes like really dark because it's a really dark story but um it's a really good show okay yeah especially now with your recommendation we definitely need to check that out uh for mine uh, i don't know if you have apple tv plus um yep. but uh we have been watching the new show platonic uh with rose Byrne and seth rogan uh okay. we're, we're only two episodes in uh, but it, it's just kind of, it, it's my type of humor. Um, and so basically these characters play, they're, they've been lifelong friends. They've okay. been, they've been kind of separated because of marriage and life and they kind of reconnect. Um, and so the, uh, Byrne and Rogan were together in neighbors. Um, and so, uh, Nicholas Stoller, who I think he directed that movie, but he did forgetting Sarah Marshall, that sort of thing. Yeah. It's, the, it, it's that type of humor. I like that. Uh, I, yeah. I, like that. I, I, I love, I love Rose Byrne. Like I, I think she's an amazing actress, uh, hilarious, kind of almost like you don't. She's been in so many comedies, but she has, but she's kind of like unassuming. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like the comedic actor. Yeah. Yeah. I can see if you're not a Seth Rogen fan. I love (laughs) Seth Rogen. I'm a fan. Yeah. If 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 his laugh annoys you, you probably won't like the show. But um, so far, we're enjoying it. It's become a really good show. Just like okay, I definitely just need to laugh you know, yeah, just put this on. So, okay. Anyway, Is it, it like 30 minute episodes? Yeah. yeah 30, okay. 30 minute. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well next week, uh, we're meeting up at the top of the empire state building to discuss number seven on the best rom-coms list sleepless in Seattle. Uh, surely you've seen that one, right, Nikki? Oh yeah. Oh yes. Many, many times. <laughs> it, it's actually been a long time since I've seen it. So I, I'm, I'm excited about watching it again. Yeah. Yeah. But I love that one. Um, as always, check out moviesarelife.com for episode reviews and more. If you love this podcast, please take a moment to write and review the podcast. This really helps us with finding new listeners. And uh, thanks again, Nikki, for coming on. It's it's great to see you. Great to catch up with you. Uh, it just, I mean, wanted to talk about this movie, but just uh, hear about how your life's going and everything. And uh, I want to encourage people to check out all the great things that she's doing. I had so much fun, Nathan. This was just a blast. I love it. Yeah, awesome. Uh, well, and uh, yeah, you have to make sure to tell Brent that I said hi. Um, but uh, he's like so excited that I was doing this because we're like obsessed with movies. So yeah, well, well, knowing he he watches all this stuff with if I if we come across a good uh, true crime, crime, yeah, yeah. anything he's in, I'm like it's the same thing all the time. But yeah, <laughs> well, um, thanks again to everybody for listening. And remember, I don't have all the answers in life. To be honest. I've failed as much as I've succeeded, but I love my wife, I love my life, and I wish you my kind of success.